The Scripture of the Founding Master, Buddhahood, number 21. Once a Christian minister asked the Founding Master, Where is the vast heaven and earth? And the Founding Master replied, You'll find it when once you open your mind and take a broad perspective. People who do not take a broad perspective are always preoccupied with their own affairs and familiarizing themselves only with their own traditions, criticize others' affairs and reject their traditions. In this way, people cannot overcome their own norms and conventions and will eventually fall into one-sidedness, producing barriers that become like mountains of silver and ramparts of iron. This is the reason for all the antagonisms and conflicts between countries, churches, and individuals. Why should you separate the great household that is originally perfect and divide the great Dharma that is infinite into bits and pieces? We must abolish this barrier right away and interconnect all households to develop a full and energetic new life. Then there will be nothing in this world that should be discarded. Grace of heaven and earth. Grace of parents. Grace of fellow beings. Grace of laws and universal principles. I open my day with the four graces and would like to open this Dharma talk with them as well. For me, these contain everything. When I bow in the morning, often just after I rise from bed, I meet myself in my day. Somehow this slow, mindful, physical embodiment of the four graces fills me with what I need for the day. Everything is here. There will be nothing in this world that should be discarded. And our beautiful Il Wong Song One Circle Image provides us this, an all-encompassing welcome, room for everything. As we have been studying and cultivating the practices in chapters 7 and 8, Buddhahood, I knew when I read this verse 21, it was mine to explore. As Reverend Wang Gong knows, I consider myself a Christian. I have never felt in any way a conflict except when I have to talk about it, which I'm about to attempt to do. As is true for all of us, it is our life experience that brings us to this passage and to this present moment. I recall how during my first year of teaching, I had a copy of the last Whole Earth Catalog and on the cover was a photo of the Earth taken from the moon by NASA during the Apollo 8 mission. There was our first glimpse of our planet ever seen from space with the words, we can't put it together, it is together. I find this has provided a kind of resting place for me to come home to even now as I say the words, I take refuge in my eternal true nature. Or when I chant Namu Abhitabhu, I come back to my core, my wholeness. And every day 
I find living the Dharma is the hard work of giving up the tendencies of trying to put it together. I have been a special educator all my life, which has been about inclusion and breaking down barriers, of focusing on strengths and abilities, not disabilities or deficits. So this framework for my life has been for many decades. I remember a large poster at the university that read, Label Jars, Not People. This became actually a standard in our speaking and in our thinking. Person first language, a person with autism, not an autistic person, or worse, an autistic. So I've been resisting labels for a long time. The beauty of Wan Buddhism has always been for me the all-inclusiveness of it. Early on after I met Reverend Wang Gong years ago, I asked her if she would be my teacher. And she said, no, Maddie, I cannot be your teacher. The world is your teacher. She shared how her own teacher had told her the same. The world is our teacher. Wow. Well, my world includes much, and one is being an active member in an Episcopal church I love. So, remembering the words of Walt Whitman in Leaves of Grass, do I contradict myself? Very well, I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. Where is that vast heaven and earth? The founding master said, you'll find it when once you open your mind and take a broad perspective. This broad perspective has gotten me into a lot of good trouble, as John Lewis might say. It has been a difficult and challenging road to travel because the map is not ever apparent beyond this present moment, which is my practice, and I've come to trust it absolutely. I'm so deeply grateful for the guidance and clarity I find in the scriptures of Master Sotasan. I find this sparkling truth from all the masters and sages who have left their wisdom. These have saved me and continue to keep me on track, waking up. Now being a nature and forest therapy guide, providing regular forest bathing walks in the forest has really helped me to cultivate a physical embodiment of these practices. Awareness in the moment, being in relationship with all of nature, all sentient beings, and I'm learning that everything is sentient. There is so much suffering in this world and much we can do nothing about. The web of suffering is incredibly vast. We're discovering that much of our own unnecessary suffering is what we bring on ourselves. And we are drawn here because we want to wake up. We are waking up. 
here we are. So what shall we do? We study the scriptures. We practice. We are learning how essential it is to take a broad perspective. When I read that verse about mountains of silver and ramparts of iron as producing barriers, I felt a chill. I immediately think of Ukraine and Russia. What an extreme and painful example of what happens when we do not take a broad perspective and are always preoccupied with our own affairs. Why I love the order and clarity of the practices in Wan Buddhism. Why I continue to embrace the deep and abiding love in the one I know as Christ and all enlightened, awakened masters. I realize how I have studied and collected mentors over the years who have taken a broad perspective, like Thomas Merton, the Trappist monk, and Thich Nhat Hanh, and others who have written about Buddha and Christ. Theologian Paul Nitter wrote a book called Without Buddha, I Could Not Be a Christian. He writes how it is what other people have said about Christ that has been the inherent problem. As I was beginning to learn to meditate years ago and question organized religion, I found very little then in Christian texts about how to be still or how to practice silence. In fact, I found many of my Christian friends and family very loud about their beliefs. Over the years, I began to relinquish beliefs. What I longed for was experience and a sense of knowing. The Buddhist practices have given me this along with a kind of settledness and confidence in my true nature, which I'd felt actually since early childhood. So this is the beauty of the teachings we know in Wan Buddhism, specific skills, direct practices of knowing our true nature. Preparing this Dharma talk has helped me unpack some of this mystery a little more clearly in my life as a Christian embracing Wan Buddhism practices without ambivalence. I experience truth as one. I think of a friend in a Zen practice group of mine who is Jewish. He's very active in his synagogue. Of course, I once heard His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, say, if you're a Christian, don't try to be a Buddhist. Be the best Christian you can be. And when I was in Korea and met the Prime Dharma Master then, I experienced firsthand his great passion for one world, one religion. I realized his vision was as wide as the world where there's no barrier for anyone. We must abolish this barrier right away and interconnect all households to develop a full and energetic new life. Then there will be nothing in this world that should be discarded. Well, we have the tools and the practices to cultivate a broad perspective. 
And each of us in our own unique individual ways can do this through our dedication to the practice. We can, and isn't this beautiful, develop a full and energetic new life. Surely the earth is doing this right now. Just look around. It seems to be shouting this to us. It is April and life is opening up all in its myriad glory. Let us do the same. Kamsa Hamnida. Thank you.